is uh, This is Joe Cole. This is Ruben Loftus Cheek, and you're listening to the London, London is Blue, Blue podcast. podcast. All right, Chelsea fans, welcome back to another episode of the London is Blue podcast. As always, your host, Brandon, join my host, Nick and Dan. Surprise, surprise. Special guest, Jake. Editor Jake, because, well, it's going to need a team to get through this one. Uh, a lot of distractions come up. I tell you what, it is the Real Madrid match review. It's going to be. Uh, a not so enjoyable midweek pod, Nick. What, whatever do you mean? I mean, there's so much positivity. No, it's gonna suck. The Zoom did not did not delay there. Nick <laughs> gave us uh, quite a little bit of a. Uh, you know, it's when you're driving too close to somebody and they potentially hit the brakes real quick just to check. Just to check. Nick gave us just a check right there. That's right. He brake checked us in in podcast world. So, anyways, Jake, uh, how's it going? We're putting you on the front side of the pod tonight. Yeah, um, you know, it's going to be back. It's been a little while. I think last time I was here, I made an incredible prediction for a score in the Southampton match early this year. That was still riding the high on that. The Saints bit, that was classic, good stuff. And for anybody listening, they heard me earlier today, Matt Lawpod, and they heard my just beaming optimism at halftime about how we were going to make the comeback before uh, things just went horribly wrong to start the second half. So that was good. So you're saying that predictions are harder than they look from the old editing desk, huh? Hmm? Yeah, it turned around on me real huh? quick. I yeah. came into this one real weird when that happens. Going to have to go get checked for whiplash, <laughs> young yeah. Jake. So get all this shit for all these years for being wrong about so many things. Not, not no, so it, was, easy. it was real good having an undefeated record. I'm going to be honest. So I'll miss <laughs> out on that for now. All right. Well, plenty more to come. Obviously, we're going to be talking about the full-on vibes check after the wreck. Uh, how to save the season, question mark. And then Tuchel's massive heat check uh, post-match. Those quotes came in hard. And uh, as we joked about pre-pod, uh, Chelsea Twitter took it with grace and uh, humility. So really Nuance. excited to see how that goes. Nuance yeah. takes no infighting whatsoever. No blaming, certainly. Um, scapegoating? So hey, scapegoating? Yep. So well, oh. always. I'm excited for uh, sorry to come back and rescue the ship. But anyways, <laughs> oh uh, three word match review. No, 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 no. Uh, you don't get to run by that wow. one. You just don't get to run by. That is you fucking know that's where terrible. Twitter's at. Hey, it's Frank, not me. It's what's going on on Twitter, boys. It's Frank, not me. Frank's going to have an opening soon. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm just reporting the news. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's kick it off with the three-word match review. Get a temp check of where everyone is at. And um, look, you've got children in the car. You've been warned. Yep. <laughs> I always start Mr. Thurman with not great, Dan, uh, just to kick us off. Jonathan with the, oh, well, shit. Nicholas with the Tuchel's team tried. Um, you had tired. Gabriel with tired. Uh, and then also Gabriel with the Tuchel's tired troopers. Mm. You had snacks with the why not instead of us, why not bust. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> MLB Dolly with the real, real gone. You had Ben with the Benzema. Mendy's kryptonite. You know, Josette with the what about three emojis with the upside down face emoji, the shocked hands emoji, and the drunk swirly eye emoji face, which uh, I think those are three very apt emojis to use for this match. Jeff with the Department of Defenselessness, I think is what we should add, you know, to be defenselessness. Uh, and then Simon with the check on Nick. He's he still here. Too well. He's still here. It's a SP Beal, longtime follower of the pod, probably season one follower of the pod. OG. What's up, brother? Uh, I mean, he just had uh, a two beautiful children just recently. And so we uh, we should recognize that because yeah. uh, that's, you know, he's 
bringing more wonderful Chelsea supporters into the world. And uh, that's never a bad thing. Truth. All right. Mine was uh, take a mulligan because uh, well, that's the only way we're going to claw this one back is if we just try to run it again. Did they have those in the Champions League? <laughs> I'm petitioning. I, we, it's worth an ask right I, now. As somebody who frequently takes mulligans on the golf course, I would uh, second that motion. I love it. What is your three-word match review? Bridge too far. Because uh, we're at the bridge? It, so you see what I did there, Dan? <laughs> Good. Yeah. Gotcha. Dan, what about you? Madrid cleansing fire. Because I think Todd Bowley and the other owners the bidding owners probably got to see a lot today and understand that changes are afoot. Hmm. All right. And then uh, Jake, what about you? I got a pot's boiling over. There's Ooh. a lot of shit going on. There's a lot bubbling every, every, every corner of this team right now, whether it's Tuchel, whether it's ownership, whether it's players, whether it's international breaks, blah, 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 blah. It's all boiling over. Things are getting chaotic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not wrong. Uh, might finally have all come to a head. So uh, huge shout-outs to Travis Spencer and Jarek for joining us on Patreon. Uh, we're super excited to have you in the community there. Again, SW6-ish uh, is a new test of part of our community offering. Uh, six-ish minute match reviews instantly after the matches up on Patreon. Uh, Joe for the men's team, just for the women's. Uh, Chelsea Youth, Phil and I doing the, the academy. And then plus adding um, our weekly academy updates are in as well with that. And then lastly, uh, the Multiverse of Mailbag covering Chelsea and non-Chelsea topics twice a month. Uh, so again, just overflow of content. And now we're just spilling it over to Patreon. So if you actually feel like four or five pods a week isn't enough for you, go to our Patreon page and check it out through the Discord. Um, and then, and then Dan, we do have Apple Podcasts, but no movement from Spotify, it looks like. Well, light, light movement. So you had uh, Checkers is Shit from South Africa, leaving a Shite. wonderful five-star review. You got to give him a shite there, my guy. Come Colloquialism. Yeah. <laughs> look, uh, look I, I'm not going to pronounce the U in favor, okay? I'm going to say it my way. Kalur. Kalur. Uh, <laughs> um, Spotify, uh, actually, I, I just checked. It was 4.9 out of eight, uh, 8.70. So we're uh, currently uh, 30 away from 900 reviews on Spotify. So, look, you know, the result might be terrible, but hopefully we're going to bring you at least a little bit of catharsis in the next 40 minutes or so so uh we would appreciate if you left a five-star review on apple Podcasts or on spotify if you've done that before that'd be really nice it make us feel good about talking about something so terrible all right well let's go ahead jump in two-footed into this one uh it was real madrid this past wednesday the 6th of april in the champions league it was at Stamford bridge in case somehow missed it scoreline chelsea won uh benzema three uh scores benzema <laughs> benzema Havertz, Benzema, and yeah, that's kind of how the night went. So uh, the club don't really put out official highlights uh, after Champions League. So here's a still a free plug for the the official app, Fifth Stand. But Dan, we're gonna go right into lineups and figure out how we got into this mess. Well, it was Edwin Mendy between the sticks, Andreas Christensen, Thiago Silva, and Antonio Rudiger as your back three. Reese James and Golakante, Jorginho, and Aspilicueta started as the midfield four, and then it was. Mount, Pulisic, and Havertz as the combo in our wonderful attack. You did see uh, a couple of substitutes during the match today. Uh, unused subs included players like Kepa Blaga, Marcus Alonso, Timo Werner, uh, Marcus Bettinelli, Trev Chalba, Sao, Kennedy, and Saar, Ziyech, Ruben Loftus-Cheek, Lukaku, and Kovacic all made appearances off the bench. Uh, some of the top-line stats, Chelsea with 20 shots. 
only five on target. Real Madrid's eight shots, also five on target. We had 58% possession. We had uh, 90% pass accuracy, which in pouring rain is quite excellent. Uh, they had 83% uh, pass accuracy. We had 14 fouls to their six, a caution apiece, uh, one offsides for them, none for us in five corners there too. Uh, at XG philosophy, hitting us with the 1.64 to 1.31 Real Madrid. So again, if we just took the pure statistical line out of this, we should have came out ahead, but we didn't. Um, I, 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 the fact that our XG was 1.64 and Benzema's alone was 1.03 really <laughs> is the stuff that uh, makes my nightmares tremble. Kind of surprising they only had eight shots. Uh, you know, for for as well as Real Madrid played, I'm eight doesn't seem like that many. And then you mm-hmm. also realize that Benzema should have had four goals today and not three because he missed mm-hmm. a, a really easy one that he put wide of the the post. And just uh, yeah, that, those those numbers do not tell any part of this story whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, why, that's why I use com- the old eyeballs up here, boys. I, I watch, you know. <laughs> very, very true. Then the one random stat from Adopt to Joe 3, Kareem Benzema has become the first player ever to score a European hat-trick against Chelsea with the Frenchman scoring his three goals after just 46 minutes of the game. Genius. I'm genius, really? <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know if we need know? to land a genius, but I, I will say he had an exceptional game. Like, as much as it pains me to say that, like, we were bad, he was on fire. It was it was a really impressive. Been on fire all year. Those Opta Joe yeah. stats a lot less fun when your team has. When a you're shirt. on the receiving side, <laughs> yeah. they feel they feel side. personal, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially the genius part of it. Um, uh, <laughs> and pet shit house moment of the match or nah? Nah, we're gonna skip those today. Thanks. Yeah, same thing with the Joe tweets XB. So we'll just jump in that break. Uh, when we get back, we're jumping into the vibe check after the wreck. Uh, I have. Some very interesting things to say, I promise. So thank you to the sponsors for Financially Sporting the Show. We'll be right back. Dan, more pods, 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 pods. Pods on pods on pods. And if you don't have enough pods, there are more pods to go with your pods. A heaping helping of pods. Look, we dropped (laughs) two just recently with the wonderful Matt Law. And then also an open letter to new owners, basically the Dormer Verlaney and Tweed's Trust came in and said, hey, here's some suggestions on what you potentially could do if you wanted to endear yourself to fans, build a wonderful supporter culture, and invest in a team that, uh, frankly, after tonight, might need a little bit more investment than we thought. Mm-hmm. But there's plenty more coming. We've got a Southampton match coming up. We've got more midweek matches. We've got uh, women's teams on international breaks. So I'm sure we'll get a mailbag in here at some point. But look, yeah, it's tons of pots. It's great stuff. Yeah, I listened to it during my workout. It was good. Except, Dan, I do want to fight you about the sponsorship piece, which should be fun. So maybe we can do that on Patreon, you know, a little promo piece there. But oh, uh, let's go ahead and hit the vibe check after the wreck. Uh, getting all up in our feels, as I'm told the kids say. So in one word, just to kind of kick it off, we feel how, Nick? Um, I, I put here... I think I'm just kind of ready for everything to get resolved and for this season to be over. Uh, I mean, like, I don't, I don't want to be too dramatic about it. This team has not lost that many matches this year, but we haven't been great either, you know? And and it's been this like teetering between what we could be and what we are all year. And it's been very frustrating, I think. Because we know that this team uh, is capable of doing great things. Uh, we've done 
great things with even less talent uh, last year than we have this year. And it just doesn't quite seem like we can get everything together and click um, very frequently. I mean, even that winning streak we went on before the international break wasn't, you know, it wasn't dominant or anything like that. It was, it was maybe a little bit fortunate kind of looking back at it right now. And it just kind of feels like all of these outside and inside forces are, are finally taking a toll and, I mean, they're taking a toll on me and I'm not even a part of the playing staff or the coaching staff or the or the employees of the club or, or you know, I'm a match going fan. And I, I can't imagine how it felt to be in the stadium tonight. So. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm just kind of, I think, ready for everything to play out and be done. And, you know, it's been a long old year. It's we played the most matches in Europe. We're battled covid going through a new ownership situation. I mean, outside of administration or, you know, you know, something really dramatic happening with a team like this, I think this is as stressful as a situation as it can be. And I'm ready for it to not be that way anymore. So that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. We had Lavin. I was calling it. We are perfecting Murphy's law this season to say the least. Sure. Uh, Jake, what about you, man? And same, same deal. Stressed out. Uh, Nick said it at the end there. Stress. It's it's just it's like I think the way you describe the teetering between greatness and absolute chaos, the old Joe Tweed's classic trophies and chaos teeter. It's uh it's really hitting a high this season. Uh, I think last year we finally felt at peace. We had a manager that was new and exciting and intelligent and worded himself carefully, and now that's not the issue, but everything else on the planet is. And that's a little ironic. I think we've gotten used to those issues, but not so much having ownership with Abramovich having been around so long and player issues. I mean, we're kind of used to that, but not on this level. It's just, it's stressful. We, we thought, need, we thought need, we, we knew chaos. We didn't yeah. know chaos. Not at all. Not at all. He, he merely adopted the chaos. <laughs> I <to> it. <laughs> Putting a filter on that. <laughs> all right, Dan, over to you. Who's dumbfounded? And I don't often say that I feel like I don't have an understanding of how how this is happening. The fact that there is some force field around opposition goals when we're trying to shoot on target, that all of these strikers who succeeded elsewhere continue to fail when they come to Chelsea in the most spectacular banana peel step and spill of that of possible. It's really just a odd type of time. When you mean look at the again, you look at the XG for tonight, like 1.64 to the three. I mean, two minutes of poor defending and frankly, one of the most unfortunate step forward mistakes that we've seen, really uh still calling him the world's best goalkeeper, Edwin Mendy making in one moment, that's the only reason they got three goals. Like I I just, I think like the luck has just seemingly like the reservoir, any, like we it's tapped. Like there is nothing left in that. Like we need to go find like additional, like renewable fuel versions of luck because the existing fossil fuel version of luck is gone for us. It just doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. I mean, I get that. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I put let down. I think a lot of the players, um, hurt themselves in the fans eyes tonight 
Um, I think while I understand some players aren't handling this turmoil well, at the end of the day, the only thing that you can do is focus on playing. And it looks like a Colton, they're out the door already. No offense, Christensen, you better figure your shit out if you're going to Barcelona because this Real Madrid team is going to continue to attack you. They're going to build their game plan around you. Like It sounds like you're going to be up for a lot more Vinicius uh, battles in your future. And it Benzema's going to be uh, sending him a, a present every season for when they win the uh, the title. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, big Rom missing sitters, you know, 100 million pound striker, game winner, Champions League difference maker. Like, again, coming off the bench and, and not not bringing it, you know, not not bringing the heat. And then even Mendy, I love Mendy. We all love Mendy. But, like, he was the man for big occasions. We all saw the highlights before, right? The, the fingertip saver on the post from Benzema last season, like, it was not there today, and and mainly the third. But the problem is, if you make that big of a mistake, it hurts significantly. And two one, I was like, okay, you know what? Not ideal, but we can take that going into the next leg. You get one, you know, you plus one, you go to overtime, see how it shakes out. But like three one is just a dagger, and to have it be off such a a simple play. Uh, it was just it was just really really tough to to see him struggle in such a big moment like that because we've known him to be invincible in the Champions League last year. Set the record for most clean so, sheets. Something's not right with him, though. I mean, he didn't look nearly himself against Brentford, and there's been a couple of times this year where you know he gives us one or two heart attacks every game with his passing, and especially those short passes, you know, under pressure. Right? I mean those. There's been a handful of, of whoops moments this year. That today was just head it, not in the game. And I'm, I'm kind of of the impression that, like, to me, if, if that's not who you are as a goalkeeper, don't, don't come out for that one. Your, your team has it, right? Like, you had two center backs right there. Let them do the business and just limit your own mistakes if you know that you're not having a a good day. Like that that one put your yeah, foot that through one it. really, really, really can't happen. I mean yeah. and Especially I, on a day where there's a monsoon in the Sanford Bridge. Right. Uh, right, man. <laughs> I, I mean so I you know, again, I'm I'm saying this and and I and I mean this with all the due respect that Mendy deserves. I think you have to sit him for a match after that today. I, I do. And and I I don't take any pleasure in saying that, but it's such a colossal mistake at a time where we can't have a colossal mistake that, you know, I think you need to watch the next one from the bench, unfortunately. Um, and, again, no one critiques my performance at work <laughs> uh, in a public way, right? Uh, but, unfortunately, that was for the world to see. Uh, I would say I think there's something yeah. to be said about the fact that he's had a long year, <laughs> a long year. They all have, yeah. I mean, the, the work for Senegal alone is like that. The amount of hard games that they've been put through and trying to earn a spot in the world. I mean, the the African Cup of Nations, the World Cup qualifiers, like they're out there going crazy. And they, they look fantastic, but that's got to be exhausting, especially as a leader on that team. Come back and still have to be the leader. Oof. I understand the principle of your recommendation, Nick, but I don't necessarily know if the goalkeeper who uh, 
maybe struggles uh, for shots from distance going up against one of the better free kick takers in James Ward Prowse in Southampton this weekend is potentially <laughs> the right game to uh, to sit at one Mendy. Um, start hearing the Keppa height arguments again. The classic. <sighs> it's easy, yeah. right? So it's the low hanging fruit on that one. <laughs> Um, so obviously none of us super thrilled, uh, Dan, were you about to follow up on something? I was just saying like, you know, I mean, a lot went wrong today. They had no luck. Um, I mean, I, I think it could, we could have been celebrating a one nil victory if we had been a little bit more defensively, you know, solid, we are celebrating a, you know, we're not celebrating. We're disappointed by a three, one because we made mistakes and we got caught out. And what didn't happen last champions league season is we didn't make major mistakes. And so we got away from this identity of resolute defense, super hard nose, taking and converting. Like we're not a we're not a 20 shot type of team. We shouldn't be trying 20 shots. Like we should be really trying to get the five to ten really high quality shots and trying to convert. Like this is this is not kind of how we how we took it to Real last season. I've been I've been saying this for for a few weeks now, man. Like this team, for whatever reason, and and this is on Tuchel. This is the thing I will I will put at his feet today. This team, for whatever reason, has decided that they want eighty percent of their possession in the opposition box, and that we can get away with leaving one or two players back to defend. Why? We don't need to do that. It doesn't it doesn't do us any favors to have Tiago Silva, Cesar Espelicueta. And Reese James coming back from injury, having to sprint entire field lengths 40 or 50 times a game for reasons. Like it does, and, and to be honest, our attacking play is not good enough to justify that. I, I think that's the other point. Like we're not converting those chances well enough. So uh, for me, this team has been playing a weird version of whatever this season. And I, I want to see it go back to what we were doing last season, which I know is a convenient thing to say, but we were so locked in defensively and we had such a pattern of play last year that even the teams that figured out the pattern of play had a hard time coping with it. And we were shithouse last year. We've been out shithouse for a handful of matches this year. And today was another yeah. one of them. So I just, I, I want to see the whole, this whole attacking game plan get thrown out of the fucking window. We don't have the talent for it. And we certainly don't have the speed to play against the Real Madrid team who absolutely ripped us apart limb from limb on 15 or 20 occasions tonight, like that many times. Yeah. I think, um, you know, uh, Kai obviously looked quite, quite good. Um, but our midfield got torn apart by theirs, you know, you have Modric and Cruz in there, you know, they're able to bypass and the passes that they can hit, you know, they're just, their team is completely locks in lockstep. They know the runs that Benzema is going to make and everything is flying Vinicius on the left. And they're clearly in a, in an upward swing and we're not right now. So uh, if we move on to how to save the season, any changes we make after tonight's display, uh, I kind of showed my tipped my hand a little bit earlier, but uh, Dan, Say something controversial, please. I don't even want to say things that are controversial necessarily. I think that you, there's one bet that has worked well that Tuchel needs to continue for the remainder of the season, and that's let Kai play up top. Let Kai be the guy. And there it is. We got him. He said it. Um, Unbelievable. 
<laughs> I know I'm just so controversial. It's uh, look, I'm a hot take machine, as people know when they listen to the show. You come, you come for the the powder keg. That's me. Um, I think the other thing is that Chalaba uh, probably needs to uh, ascend into the starting lineup over Andreas Christensen for the remainder of the season. I think that that is a immediate change that you can make. Uh, I mean, he looked. Everybody looked waterlogged. He looked especially uh, especially submerged today trying to defend Vinicius. And, and look, that, I don't think that is an enviable task for anybody, to be fair. Like, let's just call that out, that I think many of the players have struggled. I think in a similar way to the Liverpool game, Chalobah probably would have struggled for 15, 20, 30 minutes as he kind of got up to speed and understanding it. But what we've seen is that he's also capable of saying, you know, I, I might make one big mistake, but I'm going to limit a lot other, a lot of the other ones because I can at least match what the other individual is giving. And like, we were not getting any match uh, from Christensen today. Uh, and, and so I think Nick, if I'm looking at like big ones um, that you could kind of make, I, I think, you know, don't, don't mess with Werner. Don't mess with Lukaku. Keep Kai up top and figure out how to get him one or two supporting players and get him the ball. And then, Look, get 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 child above the minutes because he's going to be here next season. Christensen isn't. Yeah, I mean, it's this is a lot on Christensen who played very, 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 very poorly today. Um, but it's also on the way that the team was set up too. I mean, the amount of space between Rudiger Silva and Christensen on counterattacks was comical. They they couldn't have had more like more space for Vinicius or. Benzema or Cruz to drive into at any given point. It was ridiculous. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think Christensen is is done for the year. If you've already signed a, a pre-contract somewhere else, uh, no offense to you, man, but you're not playing for me at this point. Uh, if I'm if I'm too cool, I think just we won't hurt you. You won't hurt us. Let's just call that a, a draw. Same with Werner. Same with Lukaku. Same with. Maybe Callum. I don't know what the hell's going to go on there. Um, Jorginho is another guy that I think has just underperformed for a number of weeks now. And yes, he got the assist today and everyone was really happy about that. But if you saw any of the rest of his game tonight, it was horrific. He couldn't even get touches in. Um, neither could Conte. It was crazy. So uh, the only two, I think, standouts from the evening were Reese James and Kai Havertz. And even then, you know, that's at a varying degree. Uh, so yeah, I think there are a few players who just probably don't, um, unless it's a meaningless game, don't, don't give them any minutes. Uh, I would give Ben Chilwell my ACL, um, <laughs> because I, I brought this up on Twitter. Uh, wouldn't give it to Brandon Busby, but no, God, no. I, I want to save it for someone important. Um, <laughs> And and obviously I can't give him mine because mine's yeah. torn. <laughs> yeah, there's no trading. There's no trading there. But uh, yeah, I would I would give Chili no. B my my ACL, uh, whichever one he wanted, right or left. Uh, he could have his pick. Mm. Mm. Uh, I think that he is. It, it's so obvious that he is maybe our most important player in this team right now. The the drop off from him to a second, third, fourth, or now fifth option with Asby playing out there is crazy. And <laughs> I mean, it it's caused imbalance in the team for the better part of 
three months now. I mean, four months, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. It's just not, this is not the Chelsea team that you're used to seeing. We're kind of gutting it out without him. So that, and then I've already said this, but for the love of God, stop trying to camp out in the opposition box. Uh, Real Madrid did something uh, that was as smart as the team has played against us today, which is sit back, occasionally press, but don't press that often. And then the minute Jorginho thinks that he has any sort of time and space in the midfield, collapse. They set a bunch of traps tonight, and we got completely and utterly fooled on almost every occasion. It was embarrassing. And if you don't think any other team is going to look at what Real Madrid did and say, oh, shit, we have a way more athletic midfield than Tony Cruz or Luka Modric, then you're out of your fucking mind. That's going to happen this weekend, I guarantee it, against Southampton. <laughs> so that's that's kind of, I think, what what I think we need to do to kind of get this thing back on track. But it's going to be really hard now. Yeah. I, I, I very much am continuing the uh, the trend here. Uh, I quite simply wish that we had some prime shipping for Christensen. I agree. I don't understand playing a player who has a, a pre-signed contract for another team. Um, I, I, I don't get it, especially when we have Chalaba around who is passionate about this team from the moment he's played for us every single game. Put somebody out there who's going to care a little more. I'm not saying that Christensen went out and wanted to lose. I think that's blasphemous. I hate when people say stuff like that. All these guys want to win every game. But... Uh, He's, he's one of those guys who's always kind of noble. I'd rather see young Chalaba out there breaking legs and getting sent off than Andres Christensen fumbling oh, to keep up with oh. anybody. If he gets so, getting sent off, then we're going to need Christensen back again. So let's see. This is true. You're right. <laughs> this is paradox now. But yeah, and then Kovacic. What the hell? Where is Kovacic? I mean, this is the, the one guy on our team who I see in the midfield. I mean, besides Conte, we... He's always going to be great, even if he's struggling right now. But Kovac is just that guy. He can handle pressure in the midfield. He knows how to pivot around a lot of pressure. Like it, that's his thing. When I think of Kovacic, I think of his ability to use his body, keep people off of him, and make quick decisions. That's what he's so good at. Something Jorginho is like tragically awful at, in my opinion. I think that he absolutely caves under pressure. And just like Nick said, I think that they use that at every moment they could this match. It was almost like. Anybody else got the ball, they were like, all right, whatever. The moment it got to Jorginho, it was collapse, 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 and boom, counterattack. So that hurt. And I mean, yeah, he, just he's supposed to be press proof. I mean, that's his whole that was supposed to be like press resistant. It, you know, that is, big that thing. is the thing. In Italy, he seems so good at that, but I have never once been convinced that that's the skill that he has at Chelsea. I'm not sure what it's the difference a, is. Usually a little bit of a uh, physicality difference between and speed of uh, both those games too. I mean, the yeah. pay, the space and pace uh, in the midfield battles in Serie A versus the Premier League are just night and day. And I would say that Real Madrid um, did a good job throughout the entirety of the match, making making it so that there was no ability for Jorginho outside of a few times to actually create like a forward pass. A lot of it was back to the kind of side to side or the recycle, which great if you're try- if you feel like you're going to be able to maintain control of the game but he was also getting bypassed when uh you know there were there were runners running onto the hard goal yeah i will say his assist today was beautiful um but i feel like maybe we didn't take advantage of that skill even with him being out there i mean his his assist today really capitalized on the fact that we we created momentum passed it back and kind of seemed like we were going to slow down and then boom he hit it 
like a switch, you know? It's like him and Ziek are both really good at And we kind of didn't really do that. We either kept the momentum going or we turned it off. <laughs> so that was like the one moment in the game where I was like, oh, we, we switched it. We finally did it. Like we finally took them by surprise in some way. The rest of the match was kind of throwing in the kitchen sink. So I don't know. Mess in the midfield, mess in the defense, missing some guys for sure. I mean... I mean, look, you gotta you gotta remember that Tuchel gets paid a shit ton of money to win, and he knows if he doesn't win, he's out, right? So you have to assume he's gonna play the best players he has available. I know we're talking about Christensen and the pre-contract, and I accept that there's kind of like a, a principle to be decided. But like Christensen killed it in the run up to the Champions League final, came in for an injured Silva in the middle of the match, and then boss City the rest of it. The problem now is where is his mind? And what I believe to be true which again is my opinion and I'm, I'm making an assumption here is that while Christensen is very much committed to Chelsea, he's more committed to not getting injured so that he doesn't have to miss time or, you know, potentially miss out on an alleged contract that may or may not be signed. Trevor Chalaba will throw his body into every single tackle, not give a shit at what happens. Those are just natural differences, but like Tuchel still has to man- manage these players and look, Christensen's not the first, nor is he going to be the last player to have signed a contract in the middle of the season while he still plays for Chelsea. Quite honestly, Aspie and Rudiger might be there as well. We just don't know or it hasn't been reported. All I'm saying is that like Tuchel made some decisions today, and I think he, and we're about to get on to this, uh, learned some things today, or maybe it was like the final straw for him of being like, I now feel like I know who I can trust and I can't. And he's going to make those decisions. And I think how to save this season is Tuchel needs to be very cutthroat with his personnel decisions. He doesn't owe anyone anything. And I think this is actually kind of the perfect time to take a stand because Roman can't sack him. Chelsea's not going to sack him. Any new owner's not going to sack him. He could go in, even if the results don't are great, but he maintains top four to the end of the season, he's fine. And I think he needs to kind of grab this team around the neck and say, I'm going to be here. You all might not be here. Get in line. Let's finish the season the way we need to. And then we move on because we know there's going to be mass amount of turnover this season, but he can't let that slip. Um, and I think that's what we got a preview of, you know, topic three, Tuchel's heat check. I mean, Dan, Tuchel seemed exasperated, seemed very frustrated. He almost seemed let down as well. There's a lot of different things he said. And the first one just – is a bit of a, a a dead ringer as far as like quotes. The journalists pro- were having a field day after this one today. They were loving he was, it. He was helping them write the headlines uh, with with his comments. Our friend Simon Johnson from the Athletic asking the question: Is it the tie alive? And Tuchel replied, "No." Yes, that that was that was the end of that statement. No. Sure is, and boss. Uh, <laughs> um, look. Just where we want him. Fooled. <laughs> 3-1. Back against the wall. They think we're done. Bam! We come back. Win a 4-3. What, was it over Mine when gives. the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? <laughs> Hell no! You know? Um, it's an uh, Animal House reference for those who don't know that movie. Let's go I like that. the idea of us just continuing to say that uh, whatever scoreline it is, the best, best scoreline in sports to come back from. Like eight, I think it's eight, usually one. the two zero, but I, yeah, I like the perfect. idea of us being like, oh, f- five one, perfect scoreline. 
If, if we only convert all of our chances for the first time in 17 years, we can yeah. do it, you know? Like, in my life. I, look, dude, I, I mean, I appreciated the honesty here. I don't feel like this tie is alive. I feel like Chelsea now have to legitimately focus on the league and perhaps trying to win the FA Cup. Although I think if you watch today and you saw City and Liverpool yesterday, I don't think there's going to be a whole lot to do there either. Um, but... Palace don't look no, that right. bad yeah, either. Like we're, we're Take Conor Gallagher out of the side and uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a little bit of drama. Yeah, helps. Sure. But, Plus. I mean, I, I just, this is why we love him. Because he's honest, because he's pragmatic. And that is the correct answer after a performance like that today. He did go on and elaborate and saying, you know, if we play like this, there is absolutely zero chance. And he's a thousand percent right. But even if we play up to standards, like going down two goals at the Bernabeu. I mean, I don't know, man. It does not seem, yeah, it does not seem very likely. It's interesting that he's upset with his defense. I mean, we've been praising the defense for about the last 16 months or so. Uh, He said, quote, we had the same talk five days ago, speak about the same defensive performance. In five days, it's seven goals conceded. We haven't changed anything, end quote. And I think we should probably, when we say defense, it's probably like the defensive structure of the team. I don't think he's just saying his back three, back five goalkeeper. Uh, I think it's bigger than that. Like I said earlier, the midfield got absolutely overrun. I felt like Washed. it was a tactical mistake. Yeah. Three on two in the middle. We, like it, it said we were in a three, five, two very much looked like a three, four, three. And when you play against a midfield of Casemiro, Cruz and Modric, they are going to find passing lanes and one's pressed, two pressed, they split, and then we're gone. And now Modric is running at us with Benzema and Vinicius on either wing just bombing at us. Like, not a good situation I'm to be surprised, in. and I don't know if you felt this way, Dan, but, uh, you know, we've tried the midfield triumvirate a couple of times this year in, in different ways. And I'm surprised he didn't start with all three midfielders to counter their three. And I think that might have done us some good just to play with Kai and Christian up top like we did against uh Lille in the in the second leg and just kind of let them freelance up there and not you know not get too close to any of the uh, Real Madrid defenders including Militao who's a complete asshole um well but, last time you'll see him uh in this yeah. tie at least yeah. but yeah it was, it was an odd I, I thought I thought we might go all three today for for once I saw their lineup but apparently not you know I just I didn't understand like damage mitigation like that. That was what made us so good last time. And we did not play in a way to reduce or make, make the shots difficult. Like, you know, it it was that early one, like off the crossbar from Venetius. Like it was, it started with a little shade of, Oh, we're, we're getting cut through. Like this is the hot knife through butter type of treatment. And we don't necessarily have a way to plug the hole. Uh, and, you know, look, I mean, Rudiger's played pretty much every minute in the entirety of the season. Silva's playing back-to-back games probably as, as a 37-year-old. Uh, not what you want for him to be doing. Um, you want to be able to kind of hand it off to, you know, one of the other players to provide some rotation. But, you know, I mean, would you rather go with a tired player who is 100% locked in and wants to win it? Or do you want to rotate with someone who maybe isn't isn't checked in the same way? And I think that's where... I know you made the point, Jake, where you're talking about like, you know, we don't want to scribe like whether or not somebody does or doesn't care because they're professionals, they get paid, they want to win. But I think to Tuchel's comments here, like he's talked about 
you know, I've talked to the team. We had a speech about this. He clearly has been able to motivate them before. And this then comes down to an execution and motivation problem. And that seems like right now it's probably more on the players than it is on the manager. Yeah. He, look, he doubled down on that point, right? They're like, oh, well, maybe the takeover is having an impact. He's like, he's having none of that. He said, cool, I see no difference in the last weeks. In the last weeks we performed. I will not accept that as an excuse. We need to find an end to this period of conceding goals very quickly, end quote. I mean, Jake, for his perspective, he's getting on with it. He's expecting the players to get on with it. Again, it affects Christensen, Rudiger, Aspi, players out of contract, but the rest of the players doesn't really change anything for them. Yeah, I mean, I think he's just trying to send the message. Uh, it's not something that we're necessarily used to seeing, I'm sure. Uh, I mean, I can't think of really any other moments where it's gotten to the point where he's come out and just said, look, we're terrible. <laughs> like maybe like after a single game, but I, I think this has just finally hit the point where he's, you know, saying like, Hey, like this moment in time, this team is not good enough. And I am going to send that message to them through you. Like we we're not used to being that navigator, but I think it's just kind of hit that point now for him where it's like, he's not sure how else to say it. Honestly. Well, then you play, I mean, think about this, like, obviously the, you know, I think from like the 60th minute on the team put in a better performance, right? You know, after many's mistake, it, it was a more balanced type of game. We went to a back four, Ziyech came in, Kovacic came in, um, Lukaku came in, and it was a better performance. Then you have two guilt-edged chances for Lukaku to potentially at least get one back, but probably should have scored both given his price tag and talent. And to absolutely whiff on both of those headers, a game full of headers, by the way, is absolutely crazy. And like, I, I can't imagine how frustrated he is, uh, Tuchel is, because you, you can't put those on a plate better. You you have Ziyech, with his wonderful foot, who can curl it from 25 yards out against Tottenham, put it in the actual upper left-hand corner, just blaze one over the bar because he rushed it. And, yeah, this tie wouldn't have been over at that point. But it feels like it is because you can't convert. You can't convert chances that are in the box against, uh, you know, Thibaut Courtois, who apparently decided to, you know, play his best game ever. You know, it's just... It's those crazy. Boos, those boos fueled him, man. I don't might have to never boo that man again. I don't know what that was about. No, I keep loved on booing it, him. But That's man, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. After that Aspie save, I'm like, there's something in him. I, I think we might have just. Uh, like, Aspie's shot was so good. Uh, that, was, I was, that was the most heartbreaking moment of the game. I quite literally screamed like a little girl. I was so excited. <laughs> I thought we, uh, the, the first cross into the box, like two minutes in where if Pulisic was just right on time, mm, he could have mm. any body part, any body part could have scored that goal. <laughs> it just was. Uh, it. I, right I will say, I think maybe we should take a moment. Uh, it's not in our script, but it's not Pulisic. day. Um, uh, it's just hard to really blame him. Cause it's like, there's more issues in the midfield, like we've said, but it, it, it is it easy. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't the day for him. I don't know really what, to say on his performance alone. That's the thing. I think that's why it's hard to talk about. It was more of a systematic performance. I'd say that kind of put him at fault, but man, uh, hopefully some better next time. Well, 
Yeah, I don't think you need to single him out today. Uh, we have done it in other moments, but Tuchel's last quote said, quote, but decisions today were far from our level and standards. To come back with a chance like this for three or two, we had 16 shots or something like this, end quote. So he does finally wrap with the offense saying, we created on paper enough shots, but in the match with the Nick Verlaney patented eye test, not as much. I mean, if you count that left foot floater from Pulisic as a shot on goal, like that is a 0.00 chance of going in on an XG. Um, Kai looked absolutely the most dangerous constantly throughout the day. But other than that, like I said, we for we were counterattacked so hard that um, we were really worried about losing possession. And Real Madrid defended like us in the reverse. It's kind of like last season versus this season. We've just flipped places, Nick. You know, like we defended like hell, hit them on the break. And then the absolute opposite happened this time. Yeah, I mean, he said about Lukaku's miss, it was very important. There are no longer away goals. So if we only have a one goal deficit or a draw, then you see the momentum is back when we score. Could have even equalized. There are a lot of spaces and chances, which is very true. Like they were there to be had today. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. the individual decisions were far from our level, right? Uh, that is, this is big boy football. You I know. think the word momentum that is in that kind of take too is so important because that was I, I think that's the easiest way to sum up today's game is that was a game of momentum and we weren't the team that was counterattacking. That's how Look, it is. <laughs> 40th minute, we're we're feeling good. We're on top. We're creating chances. Get to half Second half, we're feeling motivated. good until the first minute ends. <laughs> Come out. Immediately shit the bed. It's it's dud and dusted. Yeah, so look, I even left. I look. I stopped watching. I tried to go to a meeting. I tried to provide that that you know sense of hey, when you stop watching, things turn around. It it didn't happen. So, anyways, uh, not quite the day. But there's still football left to be played. So, uh, no Dan in the match per rules and regulations, terms and conditions mm-hmm. apply. Yeah. Dan. What do you, what do you want? <laughs> I'm just confirming. Looking for confirmation. Uh, final thoughts uh, as we kind of wrap on the Champions League group and things like that. Uh, some of the other results um, <clears throat> from the from the week: Liverpool three, Benfica one, uh, Manchester City one, Atletico Madrid nil, uh, Villarreal one, Bayern. I told nil. you. So, I told you about no, that. Their, Villarreal their, good team. evening. Uh, good a, evening. It's their rest league. It's evening, their rest game. Right? Come on, you guys remember the Salzburg tie? Hey. They drew one one against Salzburg. What happened the next game? Like eight to just one. Just obliterated. This, this Villarreal team is different, my guy. They just they like are, to troll they are, us. They are hard nosed. I don't know. <laughs> Either way, uh, the last result was Chelsea losing 3 uh, 1. So, some probabilities. We are down second to just last. Room on him. Uh, <laughs> right above Benfica. <laughs> it's not looking good, Dan, with a 10% chance of making the yeah, semis. In all simulations, there's a 10% probability uh, that we would advance over Real Madrid. We're in a hole. We're in a hole. But you know what? Sometimes you find your way out, and uh, maybe this would be the time. Hmm. Good news is it'll it'll all be over in, in six days, so we don't have to wait that long. There's no problem. That's true. Yeah, that. It's not like a, you know, it's not like a better call Saul final season, right? You know, we're going to get the answer pretty quickly. <laughs> They don't know about our N'Golo Conte hat trick trap card, though. That's right. We haven't <laughs> played that one yet. That's my new prediction. Really, really testing that perfect, uh, N'Golo that perfect score line. Hat trick. Oh, my God. I would lose my mind. <laughs> the French connection. Ah. I'm just saying. I might have to put in the bet just in case. Stop. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, look, it's, it's bleak, but that is the champions league status as it, as it stands. Um, you know, the next match just in general for Chelsea at the weekend, Southampton, um, see, see what happens like that. But at this point, you don't really know. I expect super heavy rotations from Tuchel on that one. Um, you know, Nick's potentially calling for a goalkeeper change. Uh, I, you know, I think Trevo's back in, unfortunately, I think like Timo and Lukaku are going to start. We're going to see how tepid that is. Ziyech will probably be out there, but, um, it's going to be, I think one of those matches this weekend, it's kind of like a gut check. Uh, can you man up and kind of put the pass in the pass and, and, you know, have a fresh start, but it is not going to be easy after that. The wins don't need to be pretty anymore. They just need to be, they just need to be a win. One nothing for the remainder of the season yep. outside of the Real Madrid game is on a serious fine. note. Um, I'm predicting a Marcus Alonso goal. Whoa, where <laughs> are you? Is that where a serious, are you coming from? Is that a serious all over the place? It's been too long. Young, that's Buck, my weekend prediction. Young Buck comes on the show, just it's wild card long. predictions all over Babe the place. Ruth you think? Guys, do you think guys. Marcus Alonso sat on the bench today and said, "This is fine"? He's pissed, Jake. Jake is here just to promote himself and drive engagement on his personal profiles. Let's be honest. The things he's saying. Uh, Drop that uh, TikTok, the TikTok, the Cash App, the Venmo, everything in there. You know how crazy these TikTok clips are going to go if I'm right? God, come on. The the funny thing is he does have a SoundCloud, so there's that. It is what it is. Um, Give him some love, people. Yeah. Oh, good old producer Jake. Anyways, look, that's our midweek wrap. We've almost got to an hour on this one, which I think is um, a gift in <laughs> itself. <laughs> that they were able to draw this one out uh, that well without, you know, abolishing any players uh, to the to the academy team and, and saying never, ever again. Um, but it wasn't pretty and Tuchel wasn't happy. And I think it is good to, to hear that kind of res- response from Tuchel. Those players are going to go in. They went home tonight knowing exactly where they stood with him and how he feels, which is, which is important. Also to note uh, this, this weekend uh, we're recording a couple of pods. Um, One uh, bringing back Liam Toomey to the show after a, a long hiatus, uh, which is going to be fun. He had a kid and it really messed up our our schedule. You know, that's, that's a problem. It was selfish. I think we all need to say that. (laughs) Um, And then the second thing is I'm going to be recording with, uh, our good old buddy Stanford Chidge, the Podfather, and Chris Isaac uh, for wow. a CPO CST special for next week. That should what a lineup should be a banger. Yeah, um, many, so, people, many people are saying if you don't listen to that podcast, you're not a true Chelsea supporter. Many, <laughs> many people, people are saying. Yeah. Many people. That's a veteran-packed weekend right there. That's some. If you've been listening to this pod, you know that's, that's we're doing a throwback. Geez, yeah. So, yeah, really excited for that. So, look, it's it sucks right now, but, yeah, the team has to bounce back this weekend. And no better team to play than Southampton, who will press the absolute shit out of you for 90 minutes and body you all the field. So, cool. Pack a lunch. Yep. Tino time. Yeah, you know the Chelsea history. You know it's going to beating teams like Southampton and Sunderland. We're so good. Hey, Jake, I got one for you. <laughs> Ross, Ross Barkley to start. <laughs> Yo! Stop. He would go okay. crazy. All right. This is clearly yeah, this is this really too right. far. This is where we end it uh, for everyone's sanity listening. They've actually already Nick turned just this did, off, Nick so just did a He just did a Mendy. He stepped <laughs> out of the box. Go okay. Back. Let's not make that a thing. No, no, no. Uh, all right. Well, anyways, on a serious note, hope hope this brought some some solace, some some levity to the situation, some 
I think, fair criticism uh, when it's due. So uh, let us know what you think. The best way to get in touch with us is Discord through the patrons. So anyways, until next time, Chelsea fans, you know what to do. Keep the blue flag flying high.